0: Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast.
1: Keep your money local. Bring it home to a Trust Community Bank, home of White Sox checking with free ATMs nationwide. Find out more at windtrustcom slash Sox. Members FDIC. Hey, everybody, this is Chuck Fine, and you are listening to the White Sox Talk Podcast, brought to you by Wind Trust, Community Bank, home of White Sox checking with free ATMs nationwide. Hey, Matt Davidson, who just threw gum at me. Uh, this is going to be an interesting podcast. It's a conversation I had with Carlos Rodon, and I will be... Oh, thank you. Thank you. You're just jealous you don't have a podcast to put out right now, don't Is that what this is all about? Yeah. You don't... Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for the sunflower seeds. Okay. So, on this podcast, you're going to be hearing me interview Carlos Rodan. I will be interrupted not only by Matt Davidson, but Yolmer Sanchez and Nikki Delmonico. Um, that <laughs> is going to be coming up. But let's get to what this podcast was, which was all about. And it is about my conversation with oh, now Omar Narvaez. Hi. Hi, Omar. Okay. So, my conversation with Carlos Rodan coming up an insightful one where he talks about his recent success, seven straight starts where he's been really good. I think this is the best stretch of starts we've seen from him in his Major League career and his last two starts. Eight innings in both of them. He talks about his temper. If you've watched Rodon recently, you might have heard a profanity or two get picked up on the microphone. Uh, We delve into that. We talk about Chris Sale, what he learned from watching Chris Sale. Michael Kopech. What's What's interesting for me is Rodan was drafted by the White Sox, came straight up to the Major Leagues, basically. 34 innings, and he was here. Michael Kopech's been a different story, and some interesting thoughts from Rodan about Kopech's current situation. And also, why doesn't Carlos wear a shirt under his jersey? What's that all about? So here is my interview with Carlos Rodan and a few more interruptions. I guess I need to stop doing the podcast right here in the dugout as players are coming through here because uh, they just want to mess with me. Is that what it's come to? Steve, our photographer, says yes, that's what it's come to. All right, so here is my conversation with Carlos Rodon on the White Sox Talk Podcast. So Carlos, uh, pitchers are just trying to figure things out, figure things out when they get up here. And over time, you figure more things out. Is that kind of part of what's working for you right now besides you where you are physically? But you're You've been in the league for a few years now and you can figure some things out.
0: Yeah I would say uh, just having the time here it would be you know the confidence your confidence kind of goes up uh, with every start you make um, you feel comfortable you feel like you belong and um, it's just your routine you get in your routine and you get used to it.
1: All right so back to back eight inning starts for you. how much do
0: you want a complete game? Uh, I've had a couple chances where, you know, Rick and I, you know, kind of are on the fence about it and, and you got to be, me coming off shoulder surgery, you kind of got to be smart, you know, how many pitches I'm going to throw and how much work, what the workload is going to be and, um, I mean, it's, it, you don't want to say this, but right now is not the time. Uh, next year, or the year after would be the time for those complete games and I guess you'd say I'm saving them for that. What if Hopefully you're, if I get there. Right, what
1: if you're, you got a no hitter going? top of the ninth
0: i mean that doesn't happen often so i would hope he'd let me go back out there and and try to finish the job yeah
1: well percentage wise say a hundred you're a hundred a hundred percent would be you're feeling the best you can feel where are you right now
0: i mean i feel pretty good um i mean you don't want to say you're not a hundred percent i would say i'm close Um, i mean i've had a good run so i mean i i can't say i don't feel bad i I feel good things have been working out for me Okay.
1: you hate walks don't you
0: uh yeah i bet you guys can tell yeah i don't like walking guys um,
1: i bring this up because there's been a couple of times you've walked a guy and then you screamed at the top of your lungs a word that rhymes with chuck
0: yeah yeah i get a uh, i get frustrated with myself on you know lead off walks it's just you're not it's it's like I'm pitching against myself when I walk someone. I, it, I'm not giving myself a chance. I'm not giving my team a chance. And you know, as, at a young age, I was a guy that was everywhere. And so I mean, I try to try to not be that guy anymore. When you say everywhere, like, like you were throwing the ball over the place? Yeah, I would hit guys and just threw hard, didn't know where I was going.
1: Is there one that sticks out of a, uh, one that you hit a guy and you just felt like, oh, this is really
0: bad? I really I mean, lost there's, there's it there. a, There's a lot. I mean, <laughs> Were you known
1: for as being a, like a wild yeah. pitcher? But yeah. this is what give me an idea. When was this in your life?
0: Nine, ten years old. Um, rec Ball at Holly Springs, Holly Springs Recreation. And uh, I remember one specific day, I we were playing a league up, me and a couple of buddies, I was like nine, we were playing in the twelve year old league and and uh, I think my catcher at the time was actually my high school catcher as well. Um, <laughs> And I hit this kid and before the ball hit him, he started screaming. I mean, the ball was like halfway there and he started yelling and it just, right in the ribs. Uh, it's kind of the only, one of the ones that was real memorable for me. Yeah. And you were only nine years old. Yeah, I was nine, yeah. I threw hard, but like I said, I didn't know where it was going.
1: And what happened to that kid? He
0: walked to first. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm talking about in life. You didn't like damage the kid no, forever, did you? No, no,
0: I, I don't think so. I, I don't recall who it was. So I, I think he's fine. Okay.
1: <laughs> Well, you seem to be getting better at when things kind of don't go your way. And I, when I see you on the on the mound sometimes, it reminds me of a young Chris Sale, where Chris, for whatever reason, he would get frustrated and he would just, I mean, he would, you saw it he sometimes kind of spiral out of control, specifically against the Indians that seemed to happen to him a lot. Did you ever learn anything from that, just watching what happened with Chris and how eventually he just figured it out?
0: I mean, when I, when I got here in 15, I mean, Chris was pretty – very polished, poised, and under control. I mean, you must have missed I,
1: that overlap. Yeah, then.
0: I, I rarely, rarely saw Chris throw a bad game when the, you know a couple years I played with him. So I, it's it's tough to say that <laughs> to see him struggle because I really didn't see him struggle. He's so dominant.
1: What did you learn from
0: him? Just watching. Just aggressive, uh, strike thrower, go deep into games and like i said i mean he was such a poised he just had such a presence up there that was again he's such a nice guy you can't say i mean it was intimidating when he stepped on there and it was just like you knew that when he was on the mound i mean we're probably gonna win
1: this only happened a couple of times with chris it sounds like (laughs) i saw it happen a lot but you're someone who like you know you'd get a Something wouldn't go your way, and I could see it kind of getting to you. Right. It would get under your skin.
0: Yeah. I, I I, mean, there's times where it can get out of control, but most of the time I would say it kind of fuels me, mm-hmm. um, and I try to, you know, add it to my game and just get that, channel that to the glove. Um, just use it. Use this fire.
1: Um, all right, they're having a couple of, oh, this is Yomer Sanchez entering. Hi, Yomer, how are you? That's a great question. I'm good, you? Good, was that one of my best questions I've ever asked? Yes, yeah, so far. Okay. Gilmer Sanchez appearing on the uh, podcast here. What do you think about that? Whatever. <laughs> Is he one of the funniest guys in the clubhouse?
0: Yeah, yeah, he's probably one of the best teammates we got. He's such a team guy. I mean, I, I try to play, you know, straight face him almost every time because, you know, everyone laughs at him, so I just try to give him that straight bullshit face. (laughs) Okay. So getting back to
1: there have been a couple times recently where a couple calls didn't go your way. Clearly there were strikes. Should have been strikeouts for you. And we've been hearing more and more about, oh, will there be a day when there's going to be automatic umpires, computers? What would you think about that being added to this game?
0: Um... I I would say I'm a purist. So I like the guy back there. Yeah, granted, I've had some calls that didn't go my way into big situations. But once again, and I've said it in their interviews before, it's part of the game. It's the beauty of the game. Um, with the electronic strike zone, uh, I don't I don't think it would be as fair to hitters as they think, because a lot of breaking balls that, I mean, a lot of pitchers in this league have a lot of like, really good breaking balls. Uh, Bauer. Uh, that curveball, I mean, probably nicks the top, bottom of the zone quite often, and hitters don't know that. They just get, you know, they take that ball for granted. And it's nothing against the hitters. It's just, I mean, it's a strike, and it's just the way the catcher catches it. It's such a nasty pitch. It's its hard to call from an umpire's perspective. But if we had the electronic strikes on the bottom of the zone and the top of the zone, those pitches that nick that top of the zone and the bottom of the zone, they're going to be very frustrated with it if they were to call those strikes. Yeah, I,
1: I can see that. I mean, it's there's a human element to this game that you don't want it to be too computerized. Right. And they, there's enough technology out there. Yeah. Let's let some humans <laughs> be I mean, a little more America, involved. It's
0: America's pastime, right? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, why are we bringing computers into it? Yeah. Well, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Let's talk about your
1: jersey. No undershirt. Yeah. So, so
0: how did this get started? Uh, actually, someone asked me about this. I wasn't sure it was you last week or something. Um, so we were in Houston. And uh, yeah, I put hot stuff on my arm just to get it going. And when we were in Houston, it was just, it's kind of humid even though you're indoors. And I was wearing a, my three quarter undersleeve and my regular jersey and the whole nine. And man, I was in the pen and I just couldn't, I was like, I couldn't stop moving. It was so hot on my arm. Like I had to constantly walk around and it was just burning. So I, I took my undershirt off because we had like five minutes of game time. And I said, screw it, I'm not pitching with one. You know, I threw decent, I walked six, but got through six and, you know, I said, you know what, we're just going to stick with it, so that's... Feels good.
1: That's the story. That's the story. That's all it is. Yeah. Do you know anyone else who does that?
0: I think there's a few guys that don't wear undershirts. Yeah. yeah. I think there's a few around. Okay. It's an acquired taste, I guess. I don't know.
1: I want to go back to your start in Tampa, because that was a game where you only gave up one run, you walked five. So when you get off the mound after a start like that, what are you thinking?
0: Um. Why did I walk so many guys? Uh, I Probably could have gone longer and thrown a hell of a game if I didn't, yeah. Um, you know, it was a day that you know, it was independent. I knew I didn't have my stuff. I just, it was a day like, it just didn't show up early and I didn't have it. Um, and I just had to, I had to grind through it. I had to grind and get through six uh, for the boys and you know, it worked out. To me,
1: that looks like a great sign for you going forward. Here was a game where you knew you didn't have good stuff before the game, during the game, yeah. and you only gave up one earned run.
0: Yeah. Um
1: or, or, no, one, zero earned runs, one earned run.
0: Uh, <laughs> come a long way. Been in that position before and early on in my career and got in my butt whoop. So i uh, kind of happy with that start, believe it or not. Yeah, I would too. Yeah. Uh,
1: Michael Kopech is someone who you've seen his stuff. What do you think of his stuff?
0: very good uh very overpowering um i played catch with them in AAA every time i was down there when i was rehabbing and it wasn't fun <laughs> why wasn't it fun it's just hard man everything's hard everything moves so much it's just you know it's it's stuff that's it's so god-given like you, stuff you can't the kids can't dream of like it wish i had that kind of stuff i mean it's nasty it's nasty
1: so when you were drafted the white Sox were in more of a win now mode and they wanted to bring you through the system a lot quicker he's in a different situation i mean you only had like 34 innings in the minor leagues and you were here can you see why he might be i'm not speaking i don't want to speak for him but i'm assuming he's probably frustrated he's like because he'd like to be up here but it's a different time right now for the white yeah. Sox.
0: um I, yeah in the past we've been known as an organization to to move pitchers pretty quickly um this pants is, up, pants up. Tell me about pants, the pants up. Uh, usually, when I pitch, if I or whoever the pitcher is, if they're wearing pants up, Nikki goes pants up. Or if they're wearing pants down, he goes pants down. Yesterday, you went pants up, though. Yeah, I was I just I, feeling it. Yeah. Well, it worked, didn't it? Yeah, it did. It did. Okay.
1: Pants up. You mean, are you talking about with uh, the socks, or what are you talking about? I don't want to steal his interview. Ask him the questions. You already stole the interview by coming in here, Nikki. That's two people who have interviewed, who've yeah. uh, interrupted our interview. Yeah. What was that all about?
0: Pants up and pants down. The, you know, trying to figure out if you're gonna you know, pants up or pants down, and Nikki, Nikki basically goes off what the pitcher's wearing. Oh, that's
1: so. Is it is with the socks? Like your yeah. pants up right now?
0: Yeah. Okay. I just am a pants up guy, right now. Yeah. Okay. Because i
1: yeah. Back to so we're talking about Kopec. Uh his you know he's in triple-a he's probably ready to come up but it's probably not his time because it's not the socks time
0: right um and I, I was started off great with that question and Nicky messed it up no uh in previous years you know prior to our rebuild yeah. the organization was a team that you know it seemed like we moved guys quickly uh me sale i'm gordon beckham yeah. um guys move quickly through through the uh through the ranks and you know we got up here fast but um it's kind of we, we transitioned into this phase and there's kind of there's no there's no reason to move guys up uh quickly because you know we're gonna be honest we're we're not quite ready to win yet even though we want to win clearly we don't come in here to lose but we win every game and um it's it's tough to be in that position when uh you know when you think you're ready and you know he could be i i haven't watched him in a little while in a few months but you know he very well could be ready it's just not time yet yeah um so you know that's not my decision that's the guys up there to to choose danny
1: polka has come up here i just called him danny by the way daniel Daniel. Daniel. no one ever calls him danny i I didn't mean to do that (laughs) (laughs) um daniel balka what's been it like just watching him and what he's been able to do offensively for you guys
0: i mean every time he steps up to the plate it's definitely a guy you don't want to miss in a bat or a pitching any pitching at a bat because he's probably going to hit a ball really far um, it's just impressive with the swing you know his his swing mechanics and the way he swings to have it so under control and, and take that same swing he takes in BP into the game and actually do damage because you don't see that often. It's aggressive, aggressive swing.
1: I, I actually, I, see it's, I say it's aggressive and fearless. I think he's yeah. fearless and that allows him to be who he is. Yeah,
0: he's just confident in what in, in what he does in his swing. He's like, I know this swing's gonna work. And, and that's like half the battle or I would say almost the whole battle of this game because a lot of guys that get here are good enough to play the game. Now it's just that you think you're good enough to be here.
1: How excited are you about the future?
0: Um, I've heard a 1,000 people say they're super excited, so I'm tired of hearing it. Um, yeah, no, I'm just ready to win, man. I'm tired of losing.
1: Yeah, I, 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 can, I can imagine. I mean, you play this game to win. Is there some impatience on your part?
0: I mean, yeah, if you're not impatient, then you shouldn't be here, I think. I mean, like I said... We come here every day. We want to win a game. We're not here to lose. Um, and it's you know it's it, it's definitely tough. Some days are tough, and yeah, I get impatient. And sometimes you do need to be there's there's patience and there's beauty in the struggle.
1: I think you guys are going to learn from this, and it'll yeah. help you in the long run.
0: Yeah, I think I think uh, there's a lot of learning to be done, and I think we're going to be pretty good. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we in the media
1: talk a lot about the future of the White Sox. Fans, I know you guys are talking about it and thinking about it a lot. You can tell that Carlos Rodon, even though the players are talking about the future a lot, Rodon is ready for the future to be here very soon. Uh, There is some impatience, and there's some impatience from everybody. You know, you only want to lose for so long. I don't think this is going to be any kind of Houston Astros rebuild where they lose 100 games three years in a row. They'll be better next year. They're better now. They've been playing better baseball. And uh, hang tight, everybody, but also know that guys like Carlos Rodon are going to be taking the mound, taking the field, wanting to win and have winning baseball, winning seasons soon. All right, that's going to be a wrap for this edition of the White Sox Talk Podcast brought to you by Win Trust, community bank, home of White Sox checking with free ATMs nationwide. Go to the special White Sox webpage, wwwwintrustcom socks. My thanks. To Carlos Rodon. No thanks to Nikki Delmonico, Matt Davidson, Yomar Sanchez, and Omar Narvaez, who don't care at all about what I got to do on a daily basis for you, the White Sox fans, in this podcast. Now they're just having fun. Hawk Carlson, he has fun. Take it away, Hawk. Thanks, our Chuck. And this edition of the White Sox Talk Podcast is over.